Welcome to Reality of the Rose with your host, Natalie Sprink. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 69 of Reality of the Rose. I am your host, Natalie Sprink. Well, I feel like a broken record. Um, I, I don't know. I'm feeling like this is going to be a really long season of Bachelor in Paradise, especially now learning that this is going to go through November to the week of Thanksgiving with two episodes every week so four hours a week. And I mean, this is, this is like double of what we get from just like the original shows of the bachelor and bachelorette. And I feel like it's too much and I'm already sort of tired. <laughs> um, it just is a lot for us bachelor fans and especially us hardcore fans, um, because it, we want to watch, but it's just so much to watch and it's like tiring. And so would, you know, like for the average person who doesn't do a podcast, do you just set aside those two nights, two hours back to back for eight, nine weeks, whatever it is. Um, if you're like me and do you, do you cram it all into one night? I, I mean, I don't, it's just too much. And I, and I think that, they're dragging it out too much also. I mean, this is only the, what, the third week of, of it. And I'm, I'm already exhausted and I'm kind of wishing like next week was the last week. And I feel like it could be. And also I realized that a lot of people say the phrase, I feel like, um, a lot. I believe I've just said it three times already in the first minute and 54 seconds of this podcast. And I put this on my Instagram story this week. This is completely a tangent, but I feel like people say, I feel like a lot. So that is your cue to pay attention to that phrase to see if you say it as much as I do. Okay. Uh, backing up to Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's too much. It, it really is. And I, and I think I almost said, I feel like, I think that for people that are on the borderline of, I work with a girl who watches bachelor sometimes, but not always. And she hadn't started watching bachelor in paradise yet. And I basically told her, I, I, yes, I did. I said, don't even bother because you'll just get tired. <laughs> you'll just, it's just hiring. It's just wearing me out. And so for people like that, that are on the fence, like sometimes they watch it, sometimes they won't. If bachelor's about ratings, they're definitely going to lose people. I, I really think that I, I, especially I, they're almost losing me. I mean, they're almost like after, I don't know, after next week. I, anyway, let's just get on with the recap because it, I, I just, I'm tired. <laughs> I want to go to bed. I want to recap this, but I need less episodes, ABC, just less episodes is okay. Okay. So let's go. Um, we got two episodes to cover. We got, oh, we got ridiculousness. <laughs> I almost forget what I watched in the first episode. 
And then I go back to it and see my notes. I'm like, oh yeah, that was just ridiculous. There's two ridiculous things that happened. I this these two episodes also I I feel like are the um the most uh the hands of the producers are deep in this show like in every scene it feels like it <laughs> god stop it uh it just it, it's too much it's too obvious it's not natural enough it's not reality enough and if you're going to be reality like like um like make it be like believable or, or make it be scripted so that, you know, this is all prompted by you. It, oh, it's so hard to watch some of this. All right. I'll get more into it. So Michael, that's what the first like wowie moment is. Um, so Michael, you know, right away starts a narrative off of what this whole first show basically is going to be about. And Michael already starts to show up by talking about going home. Because now, as of the start of this show, there's going to be five guys going home. Because uh, it's rose ceremony night. And since Sierra left, he doesn't have anyone. It's the girls who have the roses. So he doesn't have anyone to give him the rose. And he doesn't want to go home. Blah, 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 blah. I made a note already at the beginning of this episode. Uh, this is what it says. Michael talks about going home. And then my note to myself is he won't go home. He's the producer's favorite this season and he's not going home. That's what I wrote. Well, do I know what I'm talking about or what? So, all right. So then he goes and um, he talks to Wells and he has this fake conversation with um, Michael and they have this fake conversation again about like where he stands and how he doesn't want to go home, but how he feels like he's going to go home. And it's just, it, it's totally scripted. It just is totally scripted. You can just tell it's not a real conversation. So then he has ITMing about it. I mean, it's, it's like constant. So, you know, he's not going to go home because whatever they say in their ITMs, the opposite's going to happen. Um, he wants to stay. He wants to stay. Why, why do you want to stay? Okay. So, in on one side of my mouth, I'm going to say, I like Michael a lot. I think he seems like a super sweet guy. He seems like a really genuine guy. I believe all the stuff that he says, you know, like the feelings that he has about his deceased wife and his child and all that. I feel like that's genuine. I just said it again. Um, so I like Michael and I don't, I don't necessarily want to see him leave because he's like the dad of the beach and I respect how he acts and everything. But on the other hand, it makes no sense. Like if he is actually feeling the way he told Sierra, he felt it's, it was almost as if he is not ready to move on yet. And that every time he tries to move on, it's like a wall goes up. And I know maybe once he said that, like it's maybe just not met the right person. And obviously that's probably true. But after tonight, I feel like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. I feel like all of that was just like a setup for him. I almost feel like they used Sierra with him just to give him a little bit of a plot line, but then to give him a cliffhanger, like, oh no, it's going to happen to Michael. And because he's talked so much about like, you know, his deceased wife and, 
and like not being ready and being scared and like getting to a certain point in his dating relationship and and not being able to move forward. And, and like truly in real life, if you have someone that that's all they can talk about, then why are you on a freaking dating show? And maybe just don't even think about dating for a while. If it's so hard for you to move on, like, don't be on the show. So why are you here? Really? Like, that's what I want to say. And clearly I'm saying it out loud. Um, whatever. I have to get that off my chest because I just think it's so silly. So then, um, he, Wells is like, um, well, he goes, things change quick in paradise, which definitely means that someone's going to show up for Michael. Um, so, okay. Again, so five guys are supposed to be going home. And, um, I want to also point out here that they're, they're keep talking about all the girls that have self-eliminated. Now I know that that's not like that creative of a word or a term, but self-eliminated technically in this bachelor game is in the game of roses lexicon. And, and they obviously use that term to, um, like describe someone who leaves the game on their own. And they call it self-elimination. She's self-eliminated. And I, I'm thinking that Game of Roses is finding their way into this show little by little by little because they've used the term self-eliminated a lot. I'm I'm just gonna give them credit. I don't I don't care if it is a is it's a common sense term, but I'm gonna give it to them. All right. So then we get more Jared and Ash Ashley. They come in and but thankfully they are there to say goodbye. Um, Jesse starts a cocktail party. We have Shanae having time with Logan and she shows him that she's wearing the bracelet that he gave her on her ankle. Um, he gave this to her on the last show. And then we have Shanae having time with James and he set something up with her. Well, let's say the producer set something up for her with taste, taste testing shrimp throwback to Clayton season and the whole shrimp gate. Uh, so we have that. And so she is obviously like torn. Which one am I going to pick? So cut to the next segment. And Casey says <laughs> to the guys, Casey goes, I might be misreading this, but I think I have a chance with Serene, which is quite funny because if you're watching the show, you know, Serene and Brandon are connected at the hip and they're connected with glue. So Another little funny narration by Casey. Um, then they show lots of clips of Peter talking about Brittany. And so we get this little spiel about how he says that Brittany's after she, he, she's a clout chaser and that she's all about the Instagram and TikTok and followers and blah, 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 blah. And he's going around talking about this quite a bit. And he's basically blaming that on the reason that they're not together which doesn't really make sense at all because what would that have to do with them being together or not? I guess he's saying, how could you resist me? Really? She's here for the wrong reason. She's not here to find love because why wouldn't you love me? <laughs> so I, he kind of gives me like the, like used car salesman vibes and he's just creepy, right? Am I wrong? I'm right. So then Casey decides to do a tattle. So he tells Brittany that Peter's going around saying this. So then Brittany pulls Peter and it's basically a, he said, she said out on the beach where he's saying she's a clout chaser and she's essentially calling him arrogant and like talking about himself only and 
blah, 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 blah. So then they do this the whole segment. It's like, for, then Jill goes down there with Brittany and she's ripping Peter a new one. And she's so dramatic. She is so dramatic. Like maybe she's good for TV. Maybe she's, maybe her dramatic actions like that, however it works, gets her more screen time, but it annoys the crap out of me. I, I don't, I'm not a Jill fan. I can only take so much of her. I, I think in real life, if if her edit is how she really is, she would drive me insane. Um, whatever. She goes and rips Peter a new one with Brittany, which is fine. That's good. Um, and then Casey, you can tell, is starting to kind of, well, he ITMs it, but he is also starting to freak out a little bit because I don't think he realized that the tattle he did would result in like this massive argument on the beach between like not just Brittany and Peter, but like all these other people like putting their hands in it. And he says that um, he's starting to get, get dizzy. And then they like show this back camera angle of him and you hear someone go, oh my God, he's dizzy. He's passing out. And he like passes out. So cut to the next segment and a medic is tending to him and Jill actually says, I think he had a seizure or something. <laughs> I think you had a seizure or something. Um, so the medics come and tend to him and he admits that he got just really overwhelmed and stressed and he thinks that's what caused the passing out. So he leaves in an ambulance and he leaves paradise. And so not only did he pass out, but apparently when he fell, he sprained his ankle as well. I guess they wrapped his ankle up and he leaves the beach and he leaves an ambulance. So we don't know exactly what happened to Casey, but he's gone. So now we're down to only four guys uh, like left that have to go home. So then um, Rodney, James and Jacob decide they need to go tell Peter that he needs to leave just because the girls don't like him and he's disrespecting Brittany, blah, 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 blah. So, they go tell him and he's like, I'm going to leave on my own accord. And, but then he just leaves. <laughs> so, okay. But when he, when he leaves, he yells, uh, Bonjourno. And Jacob ITMs. He's like, yeah, when he leaves, he, he yells Bonjourno. And then he yells like the name of his pizza chain and like screams it real loud or does something pizzeria, blah, blah, blah something pizza. And, Jacob ITMs and he's like, um, and he yells buongiorno, which means good morning, but it's like 11 o'clock at night. So I don't know why he's yelling that. Um, so I, it's not funny when I say it, but it was truly funny when Jacob said it. Cause Jacob just makes me laugh. And so that's that. So Peter leaves. And as he's getting to the car, he says he didn't like any of the girls anyway. Okay. And then so that's, so now only three guys have to go home. Okay. Um, then they talk to, then they show Brittany and Andrew going and talking and they show them kissing and we go to commercial, come back. And, um, I mean, Oh God, they're just driving it home hard. Wells keeps talking about how miracles happen every day on the beach and happen all the time in paradise and blah, 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 which clearly I, they're using Wells more this season than they ever have in the respect that they are. It's almost as if he is a, <clears throat> like a producer plant, or he's actually just a producer because it's clear he knows everything that has happened. That's going to happen. 
everything. Like they all come to Wells to um, do their fake like crying on his shoulder, but he always seems to have some really convenient piece of advice to tell them that's going to relate to something that's going to happen in their future. You know, like this with Michael. Oh, there's miracles happen every day. Just like, don't give up. Okay. Um, so everyone is just like so uber focused and talking about the guys going home. The guys going home. My gosh, there's gonna be a lot of guys going home. The guys going home. Well, my, who's going to get the roses? The guys going home. So then they show Michael again, like second guessing if he should have maybe spent more time with different people and how he's sad he's had to be out of time here on the beach and how he doesn't really want to go home. Why not? Your kids at home and you're not, you're not getting any connections and you say just, Oh God, it drives me nuts. So we get it. Like he just keeps talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. We get it. Producers. You, you don't have to have him do one more ITM about how much he wants to stay and how much he wants to find love and how much, Blah, 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 blah. God, stop. So, um, <laughs> then he literally says, I'm hoping for a, a pair, a paradise miracle. And then we get like, like this little, like chimey miracle music playing. Oh my God. Like, like we didn't expect anything to come of this. So conveniently, mind you, this is so annoying. Mind you, this is the cocktail party before the rose ceremony. Like, no one comes down at this time. Everyone else just comes down during the day. Except last season, I believe Becca Kufrin also came down at night. But we knew she would be a favorite too and stay forever. But, so here, here comes Danielle. Conveniently, it's Danielle from Nick Vile season. You guys, that's like four, five, five years ago, four or five years ago, at least that, that Nick Vile season was. And so Danielle from Nick Vile season comes down the steps who happens to be 36 years old and Michael's 38. Oh my God. It, it's so, it's so not, it's so not ironic. It's just so set up. And I don't want this. If, if they're going to, if they're going to do this kind of thing, just be blatant about it. Don't make it seem like, oh my God, I'm so surprised you showed up. Oh my, I wonder who you're here for. Like, why can't they just go meet in real life? Oh God. I, okay. So she comes down the steps. There's like literally Disney kind of music playing in the background. And, um, Michael says it appears that paradise provides. Basically, it means that the show, the slash producers provided for him so that he could do this on TV instead of just like in real life by meeting and going to dinner together to see if they have a connection. Like, okay. <coughs> so he goes, what a great opportunity. It's crazy. Like, in his ITMs, he's acting like, God, this is so weird. I can't believe this is happening. Wow, this is so, it is. It's like a miracle. Okay, Michael, you are laying it on a bit thick. I like you, but you are laying it on way too thick. So 
Wells ITMs about Michael and Danielle and that he knows Danielle well and that she's the sweetest person and they're basically like the same person only with different genitalia. And it's just ridiculous. Apparently she says she was on Paradise before too, which I don't remember that. I don't really even remember who this girl is. I watched Nick's season. I don't know how far she got on Nick's season. I don't know who she was with or what she did on Paradise. Not really sure. I just did not remember her. So then Michael, I think he ITMs that they have a little bit of history. Shocking. Really? You mean you guys didn't know each other at all? You you mean that you never, you like never had heard of Danielle? I, I, I thought, I, I sorry, back that up. I thought you'd never heard of her. It's so shocking that you actually guys had some kind of communication before the show. Whatever. All right. So we cut to segment five and we get the rose ceremony. I'm going to take a drink. I get too riled up and then my voice gets dry. Okay. Just calm down, Allie. Just talk calmly. It's okay. Okay. We have the rose ceremony and we have Serene picking Brandon. We have Jill that picks Jacob. We have Lace that picks Rodney. We have Genevieve that picks Aaron. All of these were expected. Now we have Shanae. Who will Shanae pick? Will Shanae pick Logan or will Shanae pick James? Shanae picks Logan. Then we have Victoria picking Johnny. Then we have Brittany picking Andrew. And then we have Danielle. Who's Danielle going to pick? I don't know who Danielle's going to pick. Who does she can pick? Oh, God, this is the biggest surprise of the night. Danielle picks Michael. It's very convenient. And so we have James and Justin who leave the beach of paradise. Oh, isn't that much more soothing? Instead of me getting all crazy and yelling into this mic and probably blowing your eardrums out when you're listening to me. I don't know. I don't think this is me, though. I don't think I talk this calm. Maybe I can do a little bit of both. So we cut to segment at six and we have, oh, I'm just kidding. Probably. <laughs> oh, can you hear Max barking? Do you hear that? So clearly my dog, I was talking quiet and my dog hears me yell. Um, he's downstairs and he's now barking probably cause he heard me scream into the mic. Sorry, Max. All right. Maybe he's going to quit. All right. So he quit. So they talk. Let's, let's go in between Natalie. They show Jacob, um, like, Oh, this is whatever. They just saw show him staring into the sand and it was kind of a funny thing, but everything they show with Jacob just kind of cracks me up. So, um, everyone is officially coupled up now. And, um, then they go to Michael and Danielle and we learn more about Danielle. We learn and are reminded, which I'm glad they did because I didn't remember this, that 11 years ago, she lost her fiance. And we learn later in their date that it was from a, um, he OD'd. And so, um, apparently the story is that Michael posted something like about an anniversary of he and Laura, his, um, deceased wife. And, and it touched her somehow. So she DM Michael and introduced herself and said, she's also from the franchise, but like she has a somewhat similar situation that she lost her fiance so she can empathize with him. And if he ever needed to talk, like she went through a similar thing. So, you know, they could just sort of be friends. So I guess they have been DMing and they have just been 
they they claim they literally have just been friends and that they've never met in person is what they've said so that's the story um conveniently then guess who gets the date card yep it is danielle and so they go off on their date and they get to ride on a catamaran and they chat about their lives you know the thing that is a little bit refreshing though is this i think gives a representation now when I was watching them throughout the rest of the show, I really felt like this will, I, and I mean, I know, believe me, 36 and 38 is not old for some of you. You might think it's old. It ain't old. It is like, these are young pups, but watching them, I almost felt like they were like both 45 or something. I mean, they both just seemed even older than their ages showed. And, it gave me uh, a picture of what it would be like if they actually would have a bachelor, not like a senior bachelor, which they were advertising for having for a while, but having a bachelor or bachelorette where the, and I know they did that with Claire. She was in her late thirties, but having like a 40 something bachelor bachelorette, but also have 40 somethings like contestants and players you know, not have such a large group of 20 somethings, even when you've got like mid to late thirties bachelor lead. So I feel like they should, I said it again, they should do that again or not again. They should do that. They should make a bachelor with just like a, like a, at least a decade older people, because this conversation between Michael and I know they both have their tragedy stories that they shared but it felt like just a more mature, reasonable conversation. Hang on. Let me check my time. A more mature, reasonable conversation between two adults who are literally just trying to get to know each other. It wasn't like this awkward giggling, like how we had with Rodney and Eliza later, but this awkward giggling or this like little flirty, touchy stuff. And that's fine to have some of that, but but it's, it's almost awkward to watch some of this other, other these other one-on-one -on -one dates because it feels very immature, like and just like like very young flirting, and it almost was refreshing to see like just a normal adult conversation, getting to know each other, not having to be super full on making out after seven seconds flat, if that makes sense. Um, so they're like discussing each other in their lives and like how their tragedies affected each of them. And Michael says that on paper, they're a perfect match. He says he knows what it felt like though. The first time he met Laura and it's not the same with Daniel, Danielle, sorry. Um, we cut to segment seven, but I'm going to stop and start again because I'm almost at 30 minutes already. I need to speed it up here. So I will be right back. Okay, I have to interrupt this and read all this to you guys because it is, um, whoopsie, sorry. It is hardcore sauce wars between, and it's crazy how on this episode, this season of The Bachelorette, that the players that are currently on are not afraid to just say what they think about what went on on the beach. Well, usually it seems like they're so scared of like being sued that they don't say anything. And I was just kind of scrolling through Instagram while I was watching this. And here are some tweets that went out from people. So Natasha Parker, um, 
I think she was being sarcastic, but it, this is actually accurate. So she tweeted, so they brought Danielle in to save Michael. So he must have, he must have an official batch podcast coming out. Right. I, <laughs> she's being sarcastic because she has an official batch podcast. Um, the answer to that is probably yes. He probably will have one by the time, you know, in the next couple months. Um, Sierra, who was with Michael, tweeted out, I feel highly disrespected. I'm going to go meditate. Hunter, who was on the season, said, where was my convenient? Here's a man to save you from leaving right before the rose ceremony rose. Uh, Marlena Walsh, who's not on this season, but was on, I think she was on Matt's season, is says, tweeted, damn, Michael got the privilege at it. And it's so true. Um, Wells says, oh, it wasn't low key. They cut it, but I told Michael Alio I had someone for him and then walked up the steps of the pair and then walked up the steps of paradise, welcomed Danielle and told her to go find Michael. <laughs> so that was that, uh, Natasha, that's when Natasha says that about the podcast. And then Serene, S Serene says this, um, I'm sorry, but to lose an undisclosed amount of time during a three week to month long process is messed up regardless of how strong your relationship is. Time is valuable. When other shows do it, they're looking at 12 weeks of filming and by other shows, she means, um, she means, uh, love Island for sure. Then they have Genevieve saying lucky for Michael and Danielle, they get to avoid the shit storm that's about to commence, which was a question of mine as well. And then Jill C says, what do you expect? We were ripped away from the place we called home, the environment we were finally comfortable in and sent off while other girls hung out with our men. Of course, I'm going to cry. Um, so the caption of this is, is this is a game of roses that post all these. And they say for the second week in a row, we're seeing players fight back against the edit and how they were treated on the sand as the game airs. Twitter has become their medium of choice to drench the narrative in tea. Absolutely fascinating to watch this all go down in real time. It, which it is. I agree. It actually makes it more, makes it more fun. Um, all right. So on with the breakdown and not mental breakdowns like they are having on the beach. So, um, all right. So it's not the same with Danielle. So then it's segment seven. The guys are, um, pumping Michael's tires back on the beach. So by saying what an awesome guy he is and okay. Then they, then they talk about how, um, then they're showing Michael and Danielle again, and they're both again, are that like the nighttime portion. And they're talking about how differently they've acted after their tragedy, each of their tragedies, as far as dating is concerned. And then he says, again, he's said this several times that he's only said, I love you to one person his entire life. Of course that was Laura. And then she asks us if he's ever heard a song by so-and-so. I never heard of the person. He says, no. And she said, there's a lyric in it that says, I lit a fire with the love you left behind. And this like resonates with him and his ITM, you start crying. And then they talk about what a great date this was and they kiss. Um, after commercial comeback, everyone is like super happy and comfortable. So, you know, this is going to last long. Um, they're all happy, comfy. We already know this is all coming up because they've showed it a gazillion times in the um, trailers. So Jesse asks everyone to follow him. And um, he asks all the couples how they're doing. Like, this is almost evil. 
I feel sorry for them making him do it in this way. Um, so they, he asks how they're all doing. They each kind of like tell him how great they're doing. And he's like, Oh, I'm so happy for you. I think this is great, but, um, life has challenges and love needs to be put to the test to see how strong it is. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be put to this kind of test. I don't think this is a normal kind of a test. So he tells the ladies that they'll be packing their bags because they will be leaving and they will be living in a different property for a week. And then after a week, they are going to come back. Um, he says, if you are sure about your connection, then there's nothing to worry about. Oh, come on. I, this is, Oh, I love Jesse. I don't even blame him for this because they're telling him to say this stuff. It's so stupid. It's not like they've been all dating. I don't care if they're with each other 24 seven on the beach. That's great. And they're getting to know each other really well. But some of them have only like been quote unquote dating for like two days. It's not like they've all been dating for a year. So. Sorry. <laughs> Stretching. He says, if you're sure about your connection, there's nothing to worry about. Okay. And then he says, paradise will never be the same again. And then the new girls walk in. Cut to segment nine. And I'm just telling you, if you don't watch Love Island, this is a complete and total ripoff from Love Island. And if I was Love Island, I would be pissed because they totally stole this from Love Island. In Love Island, it's called Casa Mora. A Casa Mora. And they send the boys off and the same thing, send the boys off and bring the boys girls. But, but in love Island, at least at this point, this is what I made in my notes that at least in love Island, they also brought boys in for the girls. And at the beginning of this, it's certainly like, we know that now you've watched it, but it looks like they were just going to make the girls be by themselves at this new resort. And the boys got to have fun with the new girls. So anyway, the new girls are Jacinia from Matt's season, Sarah, Kate, and Eliza, all three from Clayton's season, and some Florence chick who is from an Australia from a few Australian bachelor shows, who doesn't really have that strong of a bachelor, I mean of an Australian accent, just for the record. So uh, Victoria jokes about how this is definitely the wrong day to not wear makeup. Um, and she made a joke about how Johnny was like, what's different about you? And she was like, I didn't wear makeup. <laughs> um, and then it'll say at the end of the week, they all get to come back and see the relationship stands. And I made a note. What about Michael and Danielle? Where the hell are they? Like, they're just, they're still gone. Um, the guys say they will just like, they're like, so we'll just talk to the girls and get to know them as the other original girls all go to pack and are like super pissed. They're all like, most of them are crying while they're packing, completely doubting their relationships, convinced they're going to be going home. Serene is acts the most confident, which she should be. Um, and this is where I made my note that it's 1000% not fair. that The girls don't get new guys too. Um, however they do come through for us there cut to segment 10 and Genevieve um, says she promises. I, this is kind of like a little bit off camera, but she's like, I promise she goes, I am not going to go just sit in the hotel. I promise you that. Okay. So what are you going to do? Tough guy. What are you going to do? Huh? What are you going to do? And she just, what does she do? She goes and just sits in the hotel. So man, that was a threat. Good way to go. Genevieve. <clears throat> um, so they show Rodney already talking to Eliza. Uh, he, he's awkward to watch flirt. I, 
oh, I, I, I was one of those I had to turn away. I don't, I don't like to watch Rodney flirt. I get very uncomfortable. And also he sweats a lot. Um, so then let's see, uh, the producers are, I made a note that the producers are now destroying all of these original girls, which they are. Um, they now are super mentally destroyed. They were just, just unhappy again. This is a show to find love, right? It's supposed to be a show to find love. Unlike Love Island, they completely know that that's to come. Like they know that because that's what Love Island does. Um, plus, they're very upfront about everything. The Bachelor claims, without a doubt, the show itself. The show itself claims to be a show to find love. This is definitely that all these people you could argue found love. They're all happy in these cool relationships. They don't need to be tested. I, what kind of messed up love do you guys want to portray? So why are they moving them all away? Instead of like being in love, they're all crying and they're convinced they're going to go home and they're convinced that their, their significant others are going to cheat and they're crying more and they're crying more and they're freaking out and they're having panic attacks. And it's just like a shit show. So yeah, let's go find love bachelor. Uh, so let's destroy these girls again, mentally. Um, so they let them be happy for a whole 12 hours before they decided just, you know, shove the knife right in. Uh, Jacob is definitely going to get to know the other girls. Jill says she's convinced she's going home. Uh, Victoria ITMs how bad she feels for Jill. And when she's ITMing, she's saying it like this. She's like, um, was it her? Um, yeah. So when she's ITMing, she's like, you guys, she says, you guys, it's like, she's, she's ITMing, you know, like everyone else's, but she's saying, you guys brought in other girls. You guys are making us leave. Like she's saying that, like you guys, obviously talking about the producers. Um, and then Logan ITMs not knowing how to feel about it, but Johnny tells him it's okay. It's paradise. Meaning Logan's kind of interested in getting to know the girls, but he's feeling guilty because Shanae just picked him over James. Um, so then that's how that episode six ends. We start episode seven, segment one, and they show Genevieve ITMing and saying, uh, oh, that's what it was. I was thinking that was Victoria. Here's where I have the notes that she's like, you guys are doing to this. You guys, you guys, you guys brought girls in. You guys, blah, blah, blah. So she's basically saying this at the producers. Um, then we get back and forth from like fun on the beach with the guys and the new girls to the girls, like quietly, like just riding on the bus. And they go back and forth with that between those two scenes several times. Um, the girls actually do get a super, super nice, really big suite that has its own pool and it's got AC and it's got more than one crappy bathroom. And then, but you know, they, they actually have a, sh a shot of one of them acting super excited to see the pool and like the, um, the suite in general, but then they like quick try to make it seem like they're all still really depressed about it. Cause they're leaving the boys. Um, then they all say F you Jesse Palmer. They scream it off the balcony. And I'm like, why aren't you saying F you producers and the bachelor in general? It's not Jesse Palmer's fault. He's just paid to say what he's paid to say. Just like you guys are paid to do what you're doing. So don't say that. Say F you producers. Um, 
So we cut to segment two and basically, again, we're just going back and forth between the new resort and paradise and the girls and whatever. So we go back and forth some more and they show, uh, Kate, which is a new girl making out with Jacob. And I honestly think that Jacob should just stick with Kate because then they're going back and forth between Jacob and Kate and then like Jill going crazy about it all. And again, she's just super, I mean, she's got the best face play by far this season. I, but her excessiveness with her drama and dramatic, like arm movements and facial expressions and just like the speech. I like, ah, uh, drives me nuts watching her. And I think that Jacob should just choose Kate because Jill's a little bit of a lunatic. Uh, then we cut to segment three and we have Eliza and Rodney still really hitting it off. Lace tells a girl, she thinks that he will explore other women, but she doesn't know if he'll just like actually make a move on another girl. Um, Rodney is sweating like crazy, but nevertheless, he and Eliza kiss. <laughs> uh, finally, Michael and Danielle come back and this is completely scripted. Um, in his ITMs, he acts like he has no idea, you know, like that everything has changed on the beach since they were gone. And like he conveniently recaps and lists all the couples that they're going to be coming back to at the beach. Like he literally lists them all. I, I mean, why would you just as a natural ITM do that? You wouldn't. So totally scripted. Um, and then... Then finally we get that the girls also get men. So I was like breathing a sigh of relief that there was not like this unfair treatment of those girls. Well, it is unfair treatment, but they get boys and the boys are Rick and Olu from Michelle season, Alex from Rachel Lindsay season, which is really stretching it back far too. I don't remember him. And then Tyler from Rachel and Gabby's season. And then an Adam from an Australian season. Cut to segment four. And they show an ITM from Adam. And it says, the Chiron on the bottom says, uh, Thor body devil. Um, and then it, then it comes, then it pops up. No, really he is. So he's a Thor body double, which, uh, that's kind of cool. Um, we have a whole lot of flirting going on and the girls are like suddenly happy and they're boppy and they're giggly and they're enjoying themselves or at least for the time being. So then we go back to the beach and Andrew and just, so you see what I mean? Like this, <clears throat> it feels so drug out. Like at this point I feel like, so I'm typing notes on my computer as I watch the show and I feel like I'm just typing the same basic stuff over and over and over again. We're going back and now, now it's, we're going back and forth from the beach to the, to the um, new resort and the girls are doing that. And the guy, and the, he's talking to her and she's talking to him and they're talking to them. And it's just like the same. I just feels just like so repetitive and it, we need not as much of it. It's like freaking overload. So, okay. So here we go. Andrew and Jacinia are talking at the beach. Andrew says he thinks like, he's like a little hesitant. He says he and Brittany are on the same page. He thinks as far as like B 
being like a, a one one man girl or one girl man or whatever and he is pretty sure that Brittany feels the same way so he acts like he's hesitant to sort of like get with Jacinia. but in the meantime they're showing Brittany talking to tyler and being really into him and then they start kissing so like and that's this is another thing this is the other thing that is so 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 freaking produced or cut this way or edited this way whatever it is it it's 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 nothing it's all aligned it's all pre-planned it's all on purpose and it's all to cause conflict it's not it's doing the opposite of finding love it's causing conflict and so what i mean by that is like it's cut so that conveniently and and you know obviously we don't know if these two things are happening at the same time it's just what we're seeing but we're seeing at the same time andrew and Brittany, and he's being hesitant they show Brittany like kissing Tyler, like, oh, so she's like cheating on him. So then they show Sarah and Logan uh, kissing in the water. Um, and they show Rodney and Liza making out in the pool. Okay. All right. So definitely some guys are like exploring their options. Cut to segment five and we have Michael and, oh, hang on. Let me see how much time I got. Okay. I'm good. We have Michael and Danielle are like cozying up to each other on a little bed. And this is, again, I made a note about how they seem like this, like significantly older couple than a lot of these other people. Um, at this point, they're like, they don't address at all. Why, why Danielle doesn't have to leave now and go to that same place. Why doesn't she have to, why do they get to stay a couple? Why, why let's all say it. Michael's going to get a podcast. Michael's going to be the new producer favorite. Michael's going to get special treatment. Michael's going to like, he definitely will have the new um, company man podcast. It, it, he has to, like he has been get, given every break on the show possible. I, I, uh, I, I wish I didn't like him so much because I would be like mad at him and it's not his fault. I guess it's not his fault. Like take advantage of it. Right. Or for whatever the reason he's getting the special treatment as even people on the show are tweeting about. Um, oh, where was I at? Uh, so they're, um, yeah, so they just get to stay together. Then um, they go back to the resort and um, they show Shanae and, oh, there's a date card. Okay, so they get a date card. There's a date card that comes, whatever. There's a day card <laughs> and Shanae gets it. Um, she walk, like stands up in front of everybody and she's definitely her ass is showing with her swimming suit. And I made a note. Why is she not black boxed here? Feels like she should be. I mean, I don't care. It's fine. Doesn't bother me a bit, but like stay consistent with your black box. Um, so she asks Tyler and they show Brittany like kind of being pouty because she likes Tyler too. So then they show Jacob and Kate. Blah, blah, blah. Jacob and Kate again and Kate talks being a little bit worried about Jill because she and Jill are kind of friends and she doesn't want to hurt Jill. But I, through a sweet talking, Jacob convinces her this is paradise. This is what it's for. And they still make out and they're making out as Jill is totally, totally obsessing about Jacob and doing her dramatic obsessing back at the resort. Then Kate, Kate ITMs basically that, she no longer now has a problem um, 
with the Jill thing and she's all in and she ITMs that usually she does not go for younger guys and also guys that look like they are an Avenger. Cute little narrative by Kate here. I have to say like, I, I, Kate was on some podcast that I listened to and I can't remember which one. Um, but I really liked her. She seemed, um, I remember thinking that I actually remember going, shoot, which one's Kate? And then looking her up on Instagram, remembering who she was, but not really remembering her from the actual season. So I don't know. I don't mind Kate. Uh, cut to M segment six. And we have Aaron is talking to Danielle about feeling really good about Genevieve. And then they show Shanae and Tyler on their date and they're doing couples yoga. And of course it's like super, like super, like looking like he's practically having sex with her yoga. Um, you know, just whatever typical bachelor stuff. And they start to make out in the middle of a pose. Cause you know why, you know, in the middle of yoga class, you would just start to make out with the other person. And then Danielle on the beach brings a date card and it is for Sarah and Sarah chooses Logan to go on the date with. And that's very convenient because at the same time, Shanae, well, again, we don't know if they're at the same time, but at the same time Shanae and Tyler are on their date. Logan is on a date with Sarah. Cut to segment seven. There is, um, definitely showing that there's not vibes now anymore at the girls resort. Besides Shanae being on the date with Tyler, they are basically showing everyone else being like bummed out and not into the other guys that are there whatsoever. And the boys are trying, Olu's trying the, like they're trying to get the girls to come into the pool to do whatever. And they're like, no, no, I don't really want to No, They're just like denying them hard. So I really feel sorry for these guys. Honestly, I do. Um, and the the boys are very disappointed, obviously. Um, Logan acts like he's struggling with how to handle the state with Sarah. Like, does he get into it? Does he not? Does he stay true to Shanae? Um, now Sarah gets her ass black boxed here. So, uh, um, so then conveniently again, like pitting against each other. It's a big competition. Uh, definitely a game. Uh, each couple, Shanae is making out with Tyler in a pool while Logan now makes out with, um, Sarah in, at the beach. I just, it's more of the same people, um, cut to segment eight of the next episode. And we have half the guys basically saying with their girls, the half are pursuing other girls, the girls, the guys that are staying with their original girl is Johnny is sticking with Victoria so far. Uh, Aaron sticking with Genevieve and obviously Brandon is, is sticking with Serene again so far. Uh, Jacinia tries again to win over Air Andrew with a pizza. However, that's going to work. And just like sweet talking and asks where he's feeling, how he's feeling with Brittany, where he's at. And apparently he is okay now with it because they go and they make out somehow under a shower head. I'm not sure why they have to make out like it's this little tiny shower head. It's not like this big romantic, like stream of water or like a waterfall or something come down. It's this tiny little shower head and they stand under the 
he's doing that to make out. It looks so stupid. <laughs> and it was like only half hitting his head. So it was like she wasn't even in the water. It was like it was hitting his head only. It, when, it, when it was in showers, it's like an outdoor shower. <laughs> so weird. Oh. So then they show this kind of funny scene where Shanae is, they're saying it's a boom, boom room, but I don't, I think it's just her bedroom. I think that this, I think this was supposed to be a joke, but she is, is like, like, like fixing herself up. And she clearly wants to bring Tyler into the boom, boom room with her. And so she walks out of the room into like this little sitting area. And she was like, you know, starting some hardcore, hardcore flirting. And in comes Jill with her super annoying personality, not taking the hint, not reading the room, like not reading them whatsoever, plops down with some food and starts going on and on and on about, um, who's she with? Oh yeah. Jacob. And like, I don't just, just like spewing nonsense stuff and like continually showing Shanae rolling her eyes, trying to give, Jill like looks like please leave. Um, even Tyler getting annoyed, them rubbing their heads, like shut up. This is what I feel like the way they showed Shanae and Tyler about Jill is how I feel like about Jill literally all the time. So it ends that she, Shanae does not get what she wants and it gets so late that she just goes to the room by herself and he goes to his room. <laughs> um, Cut to segment nine and we get Rodney and Eliza. Oh my God. I just feel like I'm talking the same stuff over and over. We get, they get screen time again. Um, so Rodney suddenly is worried about lace. Not really, but he's just like, I hope that she's like, you know, not just sitting there dwelling on it and, and, um, you know, like trying to have fun yet again, ironically, she's back at the resort and what is she doing? She's dwelling on it and not having any fun. So now, of course, we get a date card for Rodney. And of course, he takes Eliza. So Rodney and Eliza have their date. And they're just, it's again, it's just this awkward flirting and giggling. And it's its stuff I don't really want to watch on TV. I don't, I don't want to see the awkward, young, flirty stuff because it makes me feel uncomfortable. I did not like this. I don't like how Rodney flirts. She, it's all they did was laugh and giggle. I, whatever. I, I'm not going to yuck. All right. So then they show lace. Like I can't stand it anymore. I have to find out what's going on with Rodney. What? You can't, you can't just go do that. No, I'm telling you, you can't go do that. This is so dumb. You can't just leave the resort. So what, what, then how come whenever, if you can do that, if you conveniently, cause they show her conveniently walking outside out into some, I don't even know where parking area, I guess. And there's just, Oh, there's just magically a suburban waiting for her. All she held, it had its brake lights on. All she had to do is get open the door, get in. And it drove off. Like it literally was all set up for just no problem whatsoever. But they, but if they make it seem like she suddenly had this epiphany and gets up out of bed and is like, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to the beach. I'm just going to go right back to that beach. Now I don't have to get permission from any. There's a suburban waiting for me down there in that garage. I'm sure there is. Oh, look at that. There is. Well, there it is. I'll just leave. So if you can just go do that, then, then take the rest of the girls with you. Take all the girls with you. Or at the very least, take the other girls that are worried about their men too. Take Jill. Take Jill. Hell, Jill really needs to go with you. Take Jill along. Or better yet, when Jesse told you that you had to leave for a week, say, I ain't leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm staying right here. I ain't leaving. Then do that. 
Why is that any different than you just being able to go, oh yeah, I just want to go back to the beach. I just want to. Okay, sure. Then just say, I don't want to leave the beach. God, this drives me nuts how they do this stupid shit. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. So yeah, that, so she just gets in the car and goes. So we cut to segment 10. Let me see how much time I have left. Damn it. I'm going to have to cut. I don't have much to go yet, but I'm not going to make it. So I'll be right back. Okay. Just a little bit, just a little bit more. Okay, We're almost done. Thank you for sticking in for the few of you that are. So segment 10, they had to leave the beach. Okay. So I just made notes of the same thing. I just went and rant about a while ago. Um, though, so, um, the guys again had this like fake scripted thing where they go and talk to Wells about Rodney and Eliza and like, and then also kind of reference lace in there. And Wells was like, Oh my God, do you know lace? Have you heard about how she was on the last bachelor in paradise that she was on? And like, talk, it was like, again, very, very fitting and just very convenient that at that exact moment, all those guys go talk to Wells and Wells talks about lace but yet none of them realize that lace is going to be coming down the steps. Either they don't know. And they just think it's just for footage for some other kind, or I guess they do know, but it, it feels like maybe they didn't know. And that the producer's like, Hey, go over and talk to Wells about lace. We need to get some footage of like, you know, just for the fact that Rodney's with Eliza and whatever. I, I don't know, but it just was so scripted. It was so scripted. Um, then we get another totally forced and scripted little conversation between Rodney and Eliza because they're coming back from their beach and they conveniently stand at the top of the steps and hold their hands like they're like in doing wedding like vows to each other. And like they it's like they had points on like 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 X's on the ground where the producer's like, hey, square, stop right there. OK, right there. Now, now turn to each other and talk like it, literally that's how it was. It was so, so not natural. So. They say this really mushy scripted stuff. And then, um, so then magically lace walks in and, um, everyone's like, Oh, look, Oh, who's that? The girl's like, who's oh, that's lace. Oh my God. Oh my God. So then she goes down by where all the guys are sitting and they funny enough say the same thing I did. Brandon right, right away says, where are the other girls? She totally doesn't answer, like ignores the question completely. That question was asked at least three or four or five times. And she never did answer. She was just like, quit asking me those questions. Quit. Why are you attacking me? <laughs> We're just asking where are the other, why are you here? Not the other girls. Stop attacking me. Stop it. Why are you getting so, why I'm so defensive? Oh my God. Calm down you were unstable. So, um, they tell her then he's on a date and she just, God, she's freaking out. And then Rodney and Eliza, um, well, okay. Then they start, they start walking down the steps. They make this completely dramatic. And then the guys ask about other girls again, and she gets so defensive, will not answer them. Any questions that they're asking, they will not answer. How are the other girls doing? She just like, doesn't answer them. And they, this just draws this out so long. This part, this segment felt like it lasted forever. So finally, um, it, it, so I made a note that it's so long. I don't even care anymore. Like I don't care who Rodney ends up with. I really don't care. Just whatever. Get on with this stupid segment. So, um, he, <laughs> he gets down, he like, hands off basically Eliza to the girls. And then he goes down by the guy sees lace there. And she's like, let's go talk. And he says too, where are the other girls? And she goes, don't worry about the other girls. And 
we go talk. And that's the end of the show. Oh, thank God it's the end of the show. It just wears me out, you guys. So that's it. <laughs> that's it. That is it. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Um, I did pretty good. I'm not going too much over an hour. I, I, it's really good for two. It's because that's because there's nothing to even report. Really. It's all just ridiculous, repetitive, predictable, produced and edited footage. So how am I going to be able to do another like six, five or six weeks of this? I don't know. But the big thing is I should have said this at the top of the episode. Cause I don't know how many people are going to last this long, but I am not sure about next week because, uh, my best friend is getting married in Jamaica and, um, we get to go to the wedding. So we are leaving on Tuesday evening ish to do that. And obviously that's the second night of the bachelor. So I don't, there's no way I will be able to podcast about that. I'm not, I very doubtful. I will be podcasting while I'm down there. Um, the only possible thing I could do is maybe just watch Monday's show and just only podcast about Monday's show and just not even have a podcast about Tuesday's show. And you probably won't even miss it. <laughs> you won't even know the difference. Um, I don't know yet what I'm going to do. I will just let you know, uh, just listen for it, whatever. But I do have that next week. So I'm not exactly sure of how my airing schedule will be, but, um, I don't know. Stay tuned for anything new and fun. We'll see how that all plays out. Um, but for now, um, again, please, please, please go rate and review, go like follow me, go follow my Instagram, like subscribe, do all those things to a podcast that you enjoy listening to and want to be successful and do better and get more listeners. I really appreciate it. Um, so I am going to read the Bible verse for today, which is, hang on. Um, let's see, I've got to pick one. Um, this one's kind of fun. Ecclesiastes four, verse nine, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. Right? It's so true. That's what a friend is for. Or any other person. Okay. So thanks again for listening and appreciate you guys so much. And we will talk to you soon. Goodbye.